everybody, welcome to another fun-filled adventure at Terribly Funny, the only podcast, probably, who knows, but let's just say it, the only podcast in which uh, I talk to really funny people about genuinely terrible things that have happened in their lives. I mean, come on, how universal? Who hasn't had a terrible thing happen in their lives? If you haven't, good for you. You have a really charmed life and uh, kind of a little bit go fuck yourself because you have that much of a charmed life. But also, you're maybe a little bit boring because you've never really had any real turmoil. You'll get there. You'll get there. Anyways, uh, today's guest is none other than uh, one of my very favorite people, Alexi Wasser. She's delightful. You probably have seen her around because she's got uh, eyes the size of saucers, and she's funny, and she has a um, she's a new podcast on Nerdist uh, called Love Alexi. Give it a listen. She has fun guests like Neil Strauss and Elena Douglas and all sorts of fun stuff like that. Um, she also has a blog and, and short films under the... Uh, under the nom de plure of I'm boy crazy. So check out all of her shit. She's fun. She's going to tell us some really uh, interesting stories, specifically about being a kid and having a, 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 a paparazzi photographer father. So, hey, hey, buckle up. Here it is. Terribly funny. What's the one-liner for this? Like, what's the logline for this podcast? Just like, give me um, this. I don't want you to Funny do people talking about... Un- uh, terrible things that have happened. Oh, okay. Well, I got a story. Yeah. Like, what are other things? Wait. Um, I had thyroid cancer. Yeah, that seems like a fucking thing. Is this picking You've never up? told me this either. I never told you I had thyroid no, cancer? No, we talked about it briefly at the wedding. And yeah. then you just mentioned that. Because I forget. Because uh, I was dating Brett and then you. And then yeah, yeah, and exactly. I was like, who do I tell my cancer story well, to? Well, we like, talked about it just for a second because we were talking about like illness. And like, I had this thing. I was like, I had this thing too. And we like yeah. bought it for a second. And then yeah. you... I'm not, I'm not because I didn't know. Oh, it was me and Brett? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Is this getting all this stuff? It's getting this, all the is juice. Is picking up the funny stuff? Um, let's make sure. Hello, testing one, two, three. It's yeah, Lexi we're, Wasser. We're juicing. Lexi Wasser, blogging, podcasting monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Um, monster is a negative connotation. I know. But it's also positive. Thank you, Lady Gaga. I'm not trying to... Oh, my God. <laughs> I just, like, leave my own apartment. I'm like, I don't want to be affiliated with a podcast where, like, the, the host is, like, in love with... Actually, I like Lady Gaga, actually. I take that back. Yeah. I think she's great. Her Golden Globes speech was nonsense. I can't watch it because I have... Uh... Come on. No, because I don't... Ha- I have Apple TV. Yeah? And then I have... No caves? Hulu. Okay. Amazon. But you can't watch anything live. How do live. I watch... Yeah. You have friends. You have many friends. I know you do. Living my life. Just... Watching Real Housewives. Okay. I don't know. Right. Why would she say? This is good. I'm already getting. It was just like super self righteous. It was like I don't. I don't even remember the whole thing, but. That good. She's eh? probably a, that good. A, she's a yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, she was like saying something Gaga? like, and they allowed me to for me to shine my my light on them, and she's like, I always wanted to be an actor before. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. It it's does matter. This is good stuff. This is like adding texture and nuances to this podcast, and I love how Steve it's just. just a, did. It's just a foley artist. That's not a real noise. Oh my god, I love that we're like both like getting into like performance mode. This is Bye. great. Oh my god, we're so we should always pretend we're doing a podcast and we're yeah. talking to each other because then we like feel like we have to be more exciting. Uh-huh. This is great. Why can't you be like this for me when the podcast machine is not rolling? Um, oh, well, then I heard Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga, Gaga. was was, sure. uh, was giving her speech, and then they did close-ups of like Leonardo DiCaprio and like Meryl Streep, and they were like. Well, there was, there was a moment in which when she walked by him to accept her speech. Yeah, he rolled his eyes. Well, yeah, like it was like a thing where she walked by and he like kind of immediately like recoiled and then was like... Ugh. Oh, really? Like, there's like, if you look up, you'll see like a, it's like made a meme. It's a gif? It's a gif. Is it a gif or a meme? You, mu- a, you must tell me. It's a gif. <laughs> it's a gif? 
Um, it's a gem, a gem. Listen, here is my sob story. It's Let's not. Hear it. It's not about. Uh, you had cancer. Not. It's not about the cancer. It's not. And by the way, where did this premise come from? Because you went through a wallowing, sad moment in your life, and now you just want everybody to relive the saddest experiences with a hint of funny in their life stories. Uh, I think so, a little what bit. A what a monster you are. Well, no. Here's what I, I think it was that like. Uh, that like I think like so often like okay so anytime like I see like a movie or a television show that's a drama but has like no levity to it at all I just like it's really hard for me to get invested yeah because like it's laugh. just like so inauthentic like okay so I mean that's also like also how I deal with any sort of thing it's like I make jokes about it yeah sometimes oh, yeah. in a weird way but I think you know I think it just helps to like wait add... you deal with sadness. You use humor to deal with sadness? Yeah, crazy. That is I know. so weird. Nobody else does that. <laughs> that is bizarre. Nobody else does that. Somebody should tell people who are like professional comedians about that because they yeah. can really... Uh, I know. Yeah. I know. All but right. it's also like I think like nobody... I don't know. There's some... I don't I don't know. I just... The, I've been through a bunch of shit. I think there's things like everybody's been through shit, but yeah. it's not a thing that comes up that often. Yeah. So talk about that thing under the context of like how did that... How did that change your perspective? How did like this one weird... This awful thing change who you became in the future or who you are now and like also okay uh, oh god a funny thing when did you fart when this terrible thing happened don't say that word i, I hate farts oh <laughs> my god uh-huh. oh my god oh, well, that is totally a, derailed it that is a funny thing though because like oh your phone yeah I mean, that's fine this is, what, this is god forbid already. you should put god forbid i'm just gonna put. check my snapchat and then we can get back to this are you on snapchat yeah, me too. I don't understand it. Though. You gotta follow me. I'll show you I, how to do I it. I think I do, but oh. I don't know how to work I'll show you, I'll it. Show I'm you, so old. I'll show you how to work it. No, Continue. You're not, don't say that. Yeah. Um, so, am I allowed to say that we dated and had sex? Sure. Okay. We just did. So, I know. Um, so Steve and I, for all four of you out there listening, or whoever you are, Less wherever than you that. are. Oh my god. <laughs> this is just for me. This is a prop. <laughs> this is not even really happening. Yeah. This is just like an excuse just to hang. Uh, okay. Well, which is fine. <laughs> I'm really flattering if that's the case, but um. So Steve and I dated, uh, you're listening to his podcast right now, it's called, what? Terribly Funny. Terribly Funny, uh, maybe we'll get to that. Uh, so I slept over his house, and my greatest fear as a woman... Uh, this is this is your awful thing that's happening? Is not sex. No, we're going to get to that. Okay. Do you mind? I'm, I'm going to no. go on for an eon, go okay? Drink the beer, open the bottle of wine you brought for this platonic oh. podcast session, or whoever you, you are. <laughs> I told you I wasn't drinking, and now I'm on my second beer. Well, okay. I brought things because, anyways. Oh, this continue. is a good one. This is probably gonna be your best podcast yet. Probably, yeah. Okay, so um, it's very, uh, it's very direct. It's very direct. I'm a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. I'm tipsy, not really, um, but perhaps. So, Steve and I had sex a few times, like whatever. That's not even. That's neither here nor there. That's not the point of the story. Right. My, it was fantastic. So, and I'm not being silly when I say that. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> so my biggest fear is sleeping at a guy's house and sure. I make sure to pretend I'm cool by being like, Oh, I got to get out of here and, and be like, you know, try to maintain mystery. I do the exact same thing, but for different reasons. It, because you're calling stuff. Yeah. Gross. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, but that's like, that's a thing. Which is funny because Dan Levy and I talked about that because I was like, he never even saw my place, which is probably why you're like, I've never seen your place. Yeah, he told me yeah, that. Yeah, I knew. <laughs> I knew. Also, like, I, there's not, yeah. there's not a reason. I was never also never invited here. Yes, you were. No, I wasn't. Maybe that's not true. Not a single time. Hey guys, how you doing out there yeah. in podcast land? <laughs> you, <laughs> mm -hmm. I knew that was the case when you're like, hey, I've never seen your place. I was like, oh, Dan Levy clearly got to him. That makes yeah. sense. Okay, anyway, so 
my big my greatest fear is sleeping over a guy's house. So I remember being over at your house. We'd mm-hmm. had sex or not had sex or made out or been half naked, whatever, rolling around, and I was exhausted. And I now that I'm in my thirties, mm-hmm. I'm like I'm tired. It's hard. Like I need to learn how to be intimate. I need to learn how to just fall asleep next to this person who put their privates inside my privates or like that I'm making out with. Like I I need to get past this fear of like sleeping over a guy's house. But the fear of the actual fear of me sleeping over a guy's house isn't that I'm afraid he'll be mad at me or that I don't want to be there. It's because I'm afraid that in the middle of the night and I can't even look Yep. In Steve's eyes, I know, it's, I I know it's coming. I'm not going to say the f word, but I'm I'm terrified that something embarrassing is going to come out of my body or just some weird. I can't even handle if my stomach growls, you know, because I'm like a child or something. Where I'm like, oh my god, it's internal flatulence. That's something weird. It's probably crazy. I can't take it. Yeah, that's not a thing. But yes, it is a thing with all girls. I talk to all my girlfriends, and they're like, oh my god, like a growling stomach has nothing to be ashamed of at all. But that's everybody the, gets a growling stomach. It's kind of can be cute. Well. That's because you're cool. I mean, you've experienced what guys, a lot. What guy's going to judge like, oh, her stomach growls. She is fucked. My father. Well. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, you know, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, so that's my greatest fear. So I made the mistake of sleeping over Steve. Terrible mistake. Of Steve's, I slept over Steve's house. And the next day we were texting because you're so polite. You're such a gentleman. You followed up. Mm-hmm. You drove sure. me home. You yeah. sent me a text or I don't know whatever happened. Uh. And I was like, yeah, wow, it's a big deal for me to sleep over a guy's house. So I sent him this thinly veiled text about just, just about how it's a big deal for me to sleep over a person's house. It's very rare, but I did it with him. It's a big thing for me because I overtalk and I overexpress my, myself, obviously. Uh, and then Steve just fucking comes out of the gate with, why? Because you just, because you just like, F- I can't even say the word. <laughs> he's like, over text, he's like, why? Because you just like, F-A-R-T all night? You just like, do that all night? That may be true. I may have done that, but he. I didn't know. I didn't know that I was getting to like your absolute, like the core of like such a like a deep rooted fear. So you're texting me this thing. It was just like an irreverent joke. An irreverent joke. I better have been a joke. I don't want to know if it was a joke. No, it was. I don't. Yes. Because our conversation was as such that we were like bantering back and forth. It was very witty and cute. So And then I made that like, oh yeah, just you're so night farty. Yeah. So here's and then, what's... like immediately. No, you don't even you don't even know the half of it. So here's what happens. Steve texts me this irreverent, uh, you know, uh, fucking mm-hmm. joke about bodily functions. I burst into tears, like for yep. real. I didn't even burst into te- tears, sobbing on this couch that we're sitting on right now, podcasting from. Great and place, by the way. Great, it's this great place, mm-hmm. sparse. You know, my dad was a pack rat. I'm trying to go a different way, sure. but anyway. So like, I burst into tears, and I'm like. Ugly face crying. It's like, oh, you're gonna go Screen grab our entire transaction. Text it to my best friend, Dallas. Uh, I went, I'm disgusting. I'm a monster. Oh, my God. I can't believe this. Over before it even started with Steve, mm-hmm. like, telling my best friend this. And my friend had to, like, talk me off a ledge. Like, I was just, like, suicidal. My worst nightmare realized. Called my mom. Left a message. Left a message from my therapist. Jeez. When I feel, and I, I feel was like, hard. And then, like, as soon as you, like, as soon as I realized that you were, that it was not perceived as a joke it's like oh no 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 just just like kidding we thought we were being cute and witty i'm sorry text 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 really fast i'm sorry oh no heart and then i was like the best part and then my friend alice was like wow he didn't know like what he was walking into and he still and i was like i don't think he he still doesn't because and then that was the funniest thing to me because i was like you had no idea like 
how intense but my reaction was so full throttle insane on the other end meanwhile you're like groggily waking up trying to like get into work a little yeah, bit like late brushing my teeth. yeah totally just yeah. live it live in your life just being be my best mate <laughs> yeah oh mm. my god but um so that's my story <laughs> it's pretty good no uh god i like that it was that it was involving me and that's those are the stories I like best. That involve you. Yeah, yeah, those yeah. are my favorite stories. I still like to tell. So I, yeah, and then like, oh my god, I was like, mommy, I can't believe it. I mean, yeah. Anyway, but that's that is not the story. I don't know. I, I have had cancer. I want to hear about this. I have because you've not told me about it, and that feels like a thing. Well, okay, I had thyroid cancer. I had a girl. How old were you? I mean, I was like twenty something, twenty three, twenty two. That's real young and that's scary to young, have cancer. Young and scary, whatever. It's least. Scary cancer to get, like, it's thyroid cancer. Rod Stewart had it. It's in fashion. It's pretty cool, but whatever. Yeah, Rod Stewart is, like, a thousand years old. Yeah. You, yeah, that's right, Rod Stewart. I don't know where to go with it. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, anyway, Yeah, but that crickets. means, like... Um, oh, well, so I had, like, I don't know. I had, like, a... I was dating a musician at the time who was, like, a narcissist. Classic. Uh, classic Lexi. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Ah! <laughs> dating a musician... He was Australian, which is, I can't stand Australians from, from now on, because I would never... Ruined it for you. Ruined it for me. I never oh. want to date an Australian ever again. Hmm. Um, I once, plus, I'm Steve's girlfriend now. Yeah, <laughs> it just happened. I once had yeah. to do, um, I had to do, get a colonoscopy, and I had to drink that stuff. That, We're not dating anymore. <laughs> yeah, just, it just ended. But I, it tastes terrible, and like the, doc, like the doctor was like, put it in a drink you like, and it'll be better. And at the time, I was like really into like yellow Gatorade. And I can never drink yellow Gatorade. Oh, so that's my Australians. That's your Australians. Ah, yeah. but orange is better anyway. I guess. I just, I like kind of turned me off at Gatorade in general. I was like, really? I was like, why am I drinking Gatorade? God, why well, I'm still into men, but I'm just going to just reroute my energy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I like, I'll drink a Powerade. That's cool. Yeah. Um, God, where do we go from here? I know. We've said it all. <laughs> I really have. So you're okay. 22, 23. 22, had cancer, dating an Australian drummer of a band called Jet. Ever mm-hmm. heard of them? No, they're a one-hit wonder. Who yeah. Cares, but okay, cool. They wore hats and leather stuff. Yeah, that was my guy. Yeah. You know, the one in the biggest hat. So <laughs> I don't know. So It's pretty cool. But I just remember like, I had this like lump on my neck for a long time. I didn't notice. I didn't even think of it as an Adam's apple because I wasn't really just aware of it. But then somebody pointed it out. I would get it drained. I mean, I just get sexier and sexier during this podcast. That's a normal thing. Um, I would get it drained to make it smaller. And then they found finally found uh, it was benign. And then they found abnormal cells. And then mm-hmm. they're like, oh, the only way to find out if it's cancer or not is is to like cut it out. Uh, Steve biopsy. just yawned. Did I didn't yawn. yawn. I just burped. Oh, okay. Well, that's better. It means you're yeah. boisterous or some kind of exciting just, thing percolating yeah. in you. Okay. Um, exactly. I'm having stomach gurgles. Gross. I know. I mean, this story is not really going anywhere, but yeah, so I, so it was like Thanksgiving years ago, uh, and I got half of my thyroid out. They looked at it. Um, Where is the, I don't, okay, this is a thing. It's in your neck. It's in your neck. But it also it's, like comes down, doesn't it? It's, no, it's right here. It's in it's your neck. It's only your neck. I know where this is an auditory thing we're doing, but I'm pointing, She's pointing to, to, her neck. to my neck. And your thyroid controls your heating system and mm-hmm. your metabolism and all this stuff. And uh, and I have to take a pill every day now because I don't have my thyroid. So they took the, They removed the entire they thing. They removed the entire thing. They took half of it out um, because the only way they could see if the abnormal cells meant that it was cancerous was to take it out. And they said right. if you take half of it out, you you can survive with just half a thyroid. We need the, our thyroid for our, for it just stop it just look it up. Google it. Google thyroid. You'll 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 you will you will not regret it. Um. So yeah. So they took half I, of it out. This is very enlightening for me. So uh, you know it's. I knew it controlled metabolism. I know the heat system. Heating as well. system like mm. and I and I sweat a lot. I always have, 
I'm not gross. And you still do? I don't smell bad. I still do, and because I, I have like a thyroid problem, and uh, um, my kitty's gonna try to get your water. That's so, fine. It's monster. What's up, kitty? So, and I did this job the other day, and the the lady doing the fitting, the wardrobe stylist, was like, "God, you're really sweaty." And I was like, "Yeah, I know. I had cancer, and I don't have a thyroid. Let's not talk about it." And she just wouldn't stop talking about it. She's what a like, "Fucking terrible I, thing." I know. She's like, "Well, you're like really sweaty," and I was like, you, "I just said I, have, uh, I don't have my thyroid. I, I had cancer. What I, a monster." I thought I would like, you know, disarm her and like really nip it in the bud. And yeah, like, and kind of shame her. Yeah, and kind of shame her like the dick that I am wanting to shame no, her. No, that's cancer. fine. Yeah. Well, if someone says like you're sweaty. Yeah. Like that's if like, an eight year old says it. Like, yeah. Fuck you, eight year old. Yeah. You're an adult person. She's don't adult, say that. She's like 38. I can believe it. Um, she's just an asshole. She was a dick. So yeah. So um, there's a kitty is doing foley in the background. Yep. Uh, into a bag. Hanging out in a bag. Um, because Steve is so polite, he brought he brought stuff over. He brought cookies and candy. Yeah. Well, I wanted to and make wine. it a fun thing. Continue. Make it a fun thing. So oh yeah. So they cut out half of my thyroid. Saw that it was cancerous, and then they had to go back in the same week and get out the other side. And my th- my scar is so small because they went in in on the same incision. I had a really great. Wow. Uh, surgeon who did it. It's not even a plastic surgeon. His name is Dr. Adishak. If anybody out there needs to have their thyroid removed, he's or great. he's great, Dr. He's the best. At Cedars. Um, and I just remember um, going through all that, and my drummer, like 22 year old boyfriend at the time, not knowing how to deal with it. And he didn't know how to deal with it? Didn't know how to deal with it. What were you feeling? What were you thinking? Were you freaked out? Or I, was it taken no, in stride because it just came on so fast? It, it was actually like. I just took it like, I didn't go like, oh, why is this happening to me, blah, blah. I just thought, well, I got to make more appointments. Mm-hmm. More appointments. So you got to just, you know, I'm getting up at this time and I'm going to go to the thing. And Did it ever feel like, was there ever a thought to you that it felt like a much larger thing or just like you're, you just immediately went to pragmatism or... Did, pragmatism. And you I never also, thought of like, oh, I'm 22 and I have cancer. I did think that sometimes, but I also thought like, I don't want to make it about me. I don't really, maybe I was in denial or something. And I also thought, That is well, one time where it is about you It though. was about me, but I'm already like, I was already like an actress person. And I know people don't like people being, and I talk a lot and I make stuff about me. I don't know. This was like such a personal big deal that I thought, this sucks. I don't even want to realize it's happening. This is right. annoying. To me, it was just more, I mean, you've gone through a little bit more masking. Just like, I will just. If I if I don't make it a big deal, it's not a big deal. Yeah, I just thought, I just thought I want I I don't think I, I unconsciously or subconsciously wanted to be graceful about it, and I just thought I thought of the whole thing as annoying. Right. I thought in order to cope with it, you make your appointments, you go get your scans done, you go to the doctor, this, and you just like write it down, and then it becomes very logical, and you just do it, and you check the shit off the list, and it's like that's how I walked through it. But my boyfriend at the time, I remember him coming to visit me after my and my mom even. Uh, I don't even know if this like serves. I have an actual another story that's my annoying story, and that, that's the actual. That'll be the closer. Great. Okay. okay. Great. Um, so we started off with the scatological uh, bodily function stuff. This is the main course. This is the yeah. This is the this is the salad, and then we'll get to the main course. Oh. Um, okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That was like the appetizer. This is the entree stuff. I I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. And then it's, like, it's in there somewhere. They can figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, Google that too. So. Yeah. And then my boyfriend at the time drank an entire bottle of like cooking wine. And then came over to visit me in the hospital. Also gross. Totally gross. Cooking wine. That's why I don't date Australians anymore. Yeah. And he, I remember him visiting me at Cedars, Cedar sinai Hospital here in Los Angeles. Spent a lot of time there. It's Very, lovely. I know. It is lovely. Yeah. It's better than Kaiser. Yeah. Um, I've never been there, so I don't well, know. Well, yeah, good. Okay. Well, hopefully you never Phew. have to go there. Um, and he just got into, I remember him getting into bed with me and like asking, <laughs> Kitty, get out of here. He's just hanging out. It's fine. Um. Where in the, in the hospital? I was in the hospital, and he's drunk on cooking wine. I was in the, wine. in the bed, you know, with this, an, 
an IV and in there. You just had the operation. Had the second operation. I'm was he, why was he not there for the operations? He was there for the operations, and I'm recovering. So I was okay. recovering. I was in the hospital. They wanted me to be there for a few days, and I had to take radioactive, radioactive iodine, yeah. some weird pill that made, yeah. yeah. Um, Kitty's fine. You're in charge of Kitty. I got it. And, I, and this is a minute, this is like maybe the first time I knew I had to break up with this guy. He showed up drunk, made the entire situation about him, how so? Asked me to move over, got into bed with me, started complaining about how drunk he was and like all the shit he was going through, and then like 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 Oof. and like I was like, ow, like my IV, because he was like sitting yeah. on my IV, and I just was like, cons- here, just get rid of Kitty. My, my Kitty is just a narcissist. I see. I, I'm not dating Australians, but now I have like an, a weird Australian cat or something. Something's gotta like, fill like, the void. Something's gotta fill that big void, but uh. Yeah, and he just like was like, move over, I'm, I'm going to get in bed with you. And it just became all about him. And I just remember like smelling the alcohol and his, you know, coming out of his pores and like being like, ow, you're on my IV. And like, why am I consoling you when like I'm yeah. dealing with my cancer thing? But but yeah, we stayed together for like, probably like two more years after that. Two more years? Maybe two more years because it was like... But why did that not... Why was that like just because you're 22? He was cute. He was in a cool band. Yeah. I liked the story. Very intoxicating. It was intoxicating. I love that he was gone all the time but also like he was desired by people so i like was like oh he chooses so you could also go and find him you could go on the road or something oh when i was getting over my cancer i booked out because so did you have to go through chemo and stuff i did radioactive iodine treatment where i took this pill and like was in uh seclusion or whatever it's called for like three days at cedars and they brought the radioactive iodine pill Two people brought it in in a hazmat suit. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Do you remember that? I mean, I've you seen went it. That? I, I, uh, my my mom. She I did. Yeah. What kind of cancer did your mom have? She had small bowel cancer. Small bowel cancer. I, I, she never had that, but I've seen it. Like, yes, I, I'm familiar with it. That's crazy that you've seen that because I feel like I explain this to people and they don't believe it or they don't know what I'm talking yeah. about. But uh, yeah, and they were like, "You have to be in the hospital. You can't touch a pregnant woman's stomach or oh, yeah, kill yeah. the baby." You'll but there's kill a lot a of yeah. There's a lot of what. Anytime you're like any sort of radiation, that's like a thing you can't you be can't. around. Yeah. Oh wow. Oh, um, and I remember my my head swelled up like I was like a 400 pound woman, but my body was the same. Yeah, it's like steroids. Is that why? Well, I don't know if it's the exact same thing, but steroids did that. I got like I would be when I was super sick. I like weighed like 95 pounds, but yeah. I had so much steroids, my face looked like it looked like I was like in a at a in a fat suit. Really? Yeah, because it would just be it would just be right here because your forehead can't get fat. Yeah. So it's like just so fucking big here, yeah. and then normal forehead and that. the rest of your body. Is... I felt like Gwyneth Paltrow in that movie with Jack Black. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, that movie. Good luck, Chuck. That's good not luck. it. I don't know. Some, I can't lie. Some... I s- you're fat, but I see you as thin. <laughs> yeah. Because Tony Robbins got stuck in an elevator with me. I just choked on my hair. Yeah, but that makes yeah. sense. Um, yeah. And also, it messed up my parotid glands. There are these like things called. Do you know what those are? No. Those are like your salivary glands, but they're like next to your salivary glands, or they're called parotid glands, where it's like uh, when you chew your food, everything kind of like uh, funnels. I'm I'm saying this all wrong. I don't know. So it messed up those things. So now this story is going nowhere. It no, fucked well, up. What I don't. I want to know what they do. Well, in order to get the radiation out of my body, I had to have sour candy, so I would salivate a lot. Okay. But the radiation shrunk and fucked with some of my salivary glands, and the spe- they're specifically called parotid glands. Mm-hmm. So it made them very small, so it was hard for saliva to get through. So my so that would hurt. It would just like I would feel puffy here, mm. or it would like take longer for things. To, I'd have to like massage, and that still happens. Like really? if I have a certain kind of food, like I'll be like I'll feel it swelling here, and I'll be like, oh, I gotta massage it. It's a very 
you know, and it's like a personal thing that I just noticed, but I'm like, do I really need to talk about my, my, about my product lines with like whoever I'm dining with or something? Here's the, here's the other story. Okay. This is the, so that's wait, 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 wait. The, that's, very quickly though. Okay. Okay. So, is this boring to the listeners? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. As we I mean, already established, there. there's two. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm one of them. I love this story. Yeah, it's great. Uh, so, but that was like a very, how long was it, the whole process? I mean, it was two surgeries. It was around Which is Thanksgiving. not nothing. It's just not nothing. Yeah. Just I mean, I'll anytime, it, anytime somebody's like cutting your throat, that's a thing. It's a thing. It's really funny that I will spiral over if somebody looks at me the wrong way or like says something and they're kind of sarcastic and maybe I'm like, do they hate me? Are they being mean to me? But then I have like two incisions on my neck and I'm like, getting cancer yeah because it spread to my lymph nodes and stuff and it was like it was a serious thing it came back a few years later and then i had to do it like you're marginalizing you're making this very small i am but that's what i'm noticing it is funny that i'm like uh am i marginalized i'm not marginalizing it though because now i'm talking about on a fucking podcast i'm a monster (laughs) i'm an asshole no not at all because i'm asking you to oh that's true so it came back several years later and was that a concern or it was still it was a concern kitty Kitty's doing some stuff. Kitty's underneath the couch now. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I think he is. Yeah, hold yeah. On. Everybody, oh, wow. Kitty! He doesn't, he doesn't mind that you pull him out Kitty. like that? Jesus. Ow. Well, yeah, I mean, Ow, you, had that one, me. you had that one coming. This <laughs> is why women... really that, yanking him. No wonder nobody wants to date me. I have a cat. Hi, hi Kitty. No, oh, Kitty's a yeah, monster right okay. now. All right. Um, yeah, it came back. It's gone. We're fine. <laughs> Hold on, let me spray. Okay, well, here's a question. Yes. Yeah, take that. Do you need to spray it on your hand as well? No, I was just like, I got my nails done. Like a back team? No, I got my they nails look great. done. Thank you. Um, how do you feel like, because you're 22, you were young. Yeah, and now I'm like 25, so it's like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, but a lot happens in those three years. Yeah. No, but like, how do you feel like that, did that like alter I'm, your perspective on how you viewed things? No. Because I felt like I had no right to complain about my cancer because it wasn't a real cancer. To me, like, I'm like... It's not a real cancer. Because it wasn't, like, breast cancer or something that kills you. You know? Like, I felt like, well, I have some weird, luxurious cancer. Lymphatic cancer can kill you. Yeah, and people have died from thyroid cancer also. Yeah. But that's what happens... This is something Do you think it was, like, also, like, entwined in the fact that, like, I'm young, so this isn't going to be serious? Mm, No. It wasn't, like, an invincibility youth thing? Uh, Maybe. Steve just burped again, just so everybody knows. Um, we have an atlas green, so it's fine. Oh, have some. Oh. <laughs> um, it's good stuff. Yeah, everybody's not expecting it. I think that, like, I see myself a certain way where I make myself less important in times when maybe I should, like, not congratulate myself, not for having cancer, but, like, even if I get a job, if I get a job, like, I did this job this weekend, mm-hmm. I go, oh, but it's just me, so it's not, like, a big thing. It must be a little thing. It's not that important because it's me, you know, or it's, like, I reduce things. Like, it's thyroid cancer, or the network's not that big of a network. Who cares? It's not a real thing. Right. Like, I... You're always making excuses. You're always kind of invalidating. Yeah, I invalidate whether it's, like, stuff, and, like, I don't know what that's about. Maybe you can tell me. I I can't. I mean, I... uh, I make myself less than, I think. I think that's actually... Yeah, I, mean, I think there's something to, uh, in terms of work, mm-hmm. there's something to be said to like, yes, keeping yourself humble and grounded and also focused, but also to like, nobody else is really going to celebrate you. But like, me. Yeah. So you have to do that. Yeah. I think I but do I, sometimes. Yeah. Well, that's good. But I also think the inverse in terms of like a, like a serious thing like a cancer <laughs> or a sickness, I think that is good to do to perhaps... 
it gives you perspective, right? Yeah. And it also makes things like more digestible for you to say like, oh, it's only this thing and not this other huge thing. It's just like a little bit like things could be worse. I can get through this. That's it's like, true. It's like so a in little that case, bit. It's good. Yeah, it's making yeah. it like more um, manageable. Palatable? More manageable. Ma- yeah. Wait, that's not palatable. Oh. Yeah, more palatable. Um, I mean, how much longer do you want to talk about this cancer thing? I don't know, man. What else do you want to wring out of this cancer story? I had thyroid cancer. You know what I, think I didn't I got? ring much out of it. You're like, I yeah, know. cancer, and then this guy came, he's drunk, he yeah. whipped out my IV, and the end. But you know what was cool about that? I stuck, stayed with him for two years. Afterwards, the band went on tour with a. Afterwards, the band went on tour with Oasis and Kasabian. You know those bands? Sure. And I was like in love with Oasis. So I love. Were both that. the Gallagher's in, in at that point? Yes. Whoa. And I remember being like, well, I can't go on castings. I can't go to auditions. I can't. You know, I wasn't writing at the time. I hadn't started my website or any of that stuff. That, that came later. I couldn't actually have a full identity, and I had no idea what till I, who I was until I was about 26 years old because I feel like I was whatever. Uh, That's pretty good. 26? Yeah, I feel like. I feel like that was like at the beginning of when I was like, I can be the same. I know I can be the same version of myself in every situation as opposed to before that, like teens and early 20s, I had my truest self that I knew of, but then there was like, I got to be... You know, you got to front Shifting. the cool kids. Yeah, yeah. you got to shift and be like a chameleon and be like certain ways because like I was so scared of people. I was so self-conscious. Like I'm still self-conscious and I do have nervous energy, but like it's mine. I'm in control of it and it's not out of control. Like I know what I'm dealing with. Like I could be calmer and I should meditate more and blah, blah. But like, oh my God, I said that out loud. I said that out loud on a, on a recorded recording device. your eyes rolled so far I back. Know. I know. My mom used to say, like, I can hear you when you roll your eyes because it's like, gung, 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 whatever. Because <laughs> I have big eyes. Anyway, big um, Kitty. Um, uh, so the point of the story was, uh, oh, yeah, but I got to go on tour with Kasabian and mm-hmm. Oasis. And that was another fight I got in with the, the weird Australian boyfriend at the time. I was like, oh, cool. While I'm, while I'm recovering from my cancer situation, I'll go on tour for two weeks while you guys have this tour. And I said... This is going to be the most. This is going to be the most attractive tour ever, and all I meant was because Oasis and Kasabian and the Jet guys were all really handsome men. Oh no! But I said it to a a, a young, angry, egomaniacal, narcissist Australian guy who was like a drug addict and like, and he was like, "What the fuck did you just say? What? Like you said they were handsome. You said they were cute." And I this, mean. Come on, bro. There's other handsome people in the world. I know, and he just went, and then I was like, "Oh my god, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't. I just meant, you know, you guys are handsome. Like, you, you know, you pulled my IVs out when you were drunk. You pulled my IVs out, you monster. Jesus. But uh, then I got to go on tour with them, and I remember just like being around Noel Gallagher, like Liam Gallagher, and just being like, this is so cool. It was very cool. uh, For sure. To look, and then I, I, my boyfriend at the time was like, uh, "Can you stop staring at Liam Gallagher at the dinner table? Because we're like at a group dinner." And I was like, oh, was I? <laughs> I, t- I was just like, oh. And then and I'm just going. I'm just fucking ranting. Is this yeah, okay? okay? Yeah. Um, I'll let it be known, Steve is still posing. Not really posing, but he just looks so good that he looks like a model posing. But it's just him. It's anyway, just, it's just it's me. Just, it's just who he just is. me being me. He's been working out. Just listening. Listen, just listening. listening. Oh, that's what every girl dreams of. Oh, so the Jet guys went to go on tour somewhere else. Not with Oasis. Mm-hmm. And oh. you're still recovering from and cancer. I, and I was no longer recovering from cancer, but I was still dating. So I mean, like I'm always, st- we're always in recovery from cancer. Sure, I sure, mean, I'm right sure. now I'm in recovery. Yeah, you are, man. You're in remission. <laughs> Oasis was in Los Angeles. I became, they all liked me. Uh-huh. Uh, the drummer of Oasis is this guy named, was a guy you named. And, you and drummers. Oh, God. Well, I, okay. 
my boyfriend, who's a drummer, was out of town, the jet guy. This just sounds like I'm a fucking star fucking drummer whore, but that's fine. I, I, whatever, we'll call a spade a spade. I know who I am. Um, you got down with Phil Collins, right? You like had a date yeah. Phil Collins for is many years. Is he a drummer? Yeah. Phil Collins is a drummer? Ringo, too. You had a tryst there? No. Ringo Starr's son is Zach Starkey, and he was drumming at the time for Oasis. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Steve's getting a phone call. Uh, it's from Dan it's fine. Oh, what's he saying? He's like, oh, he, vis- he visited Alexi's apartment. Does she know that there's no, uh, no card in the device? Oh, no, it's recording. It's not even that long a podcast. It's only been like a little bit. Yeah. Um, and by a little bit, I mean an eon. Okay, so anyway, jet boyfriend out of town. Relationship is crumbling. That's what it is. But we're still together because we lived together. That was the first guy I ever lived together. with. That's young to be living together. I picked out the house. He didn't even see it. He bought it sight unseen. What? Because we we're so madly in love with each other. So dysfunctional That's kind together. Of adorable. Totally adorable. Amazing. We we're trying to be like, but also, Whatever. like, so volatile. It would be like, I thought you loved me! That's that's what I think passion is. And, like, but now I'm, like, too exhausted for that shit. But that's what I, I need. But that's young passion. I had the same thing. With, really? I, with my very good friend who I was talking to ex-wife? on the way over here. No, not my ex-wife. Oh. My, my college girlfriend. Who? Yeah, exactly. What the hell is this? I know. A lot of things <laughs> happening. But we were talking uh, on the way over here. And, like, we it was just, like, our relationship. Like, we both, like, grown and mature. And now we, like, have conversations about, like, our own love lives. Yeah. And whatever else is happening in our lives. But at the time, it was just, like, it was either just, like, so the notebook in the rain. Or yeah. it was, like, fuck you. No, you fuck you. That sounds great. But it does you, it. It's so exhausting. I was tired exhausting. all the time. I know. I was tired all the time, too. And then I didn't even know who I was yet. Like, I didn't even have whatever, whoever I am now whatever that is mm-hmm. I, I don't know that came that could never have been had I been in this relationship still because that was exhausting this this like passionate thing because that's what because I'm used to dysfunction that's that's what feels cozy to me so when I don't feel I that I understand that but also when I'm with a normal guy who's yeah. like healthy I'm like what is this this feels totally weird it's a little boring <laughs> though if that's what like that yeah. was like my last year except when you dated me well, yeah, I already said that. Okay, cool. I mean, say like, on did this. we get on the podcast? <laughs> it was a high. It was a high of the year. But I'm like a fucking nutcase. And if I am like, I don't know. Anyway, whatever. So let me just finish the story. Whatever it is. Boyfriend at the time goes on tour with Jet. The Oasis guys are in Los Angeles. The drummer, Ringo Starr's son, Zach Starkey, contacts me because his girlfriend really liked me. So the girlfriend's like, let's call Lexi. We're all in Los Angeles. Let's hang out with her. I end up having a wild night with Oasis. Mm-hmm. We all get drunk. It's Noel Gallagher's birthday. I am in heaven. The fucking ball and chain's out of town. I'm going to hang <laughs> out with Oasis. This is amazing. Yeah. We leave our car. I mean, this just sounds like such a fucking name drop. Whatever. It's a fun story. I was, whatever. I go to meet the Oasis people at the Sunset sure. Marquee. Okay? Yeah, as you do. And I leave my car there and I leave my car with Valet. We go to a show. I'm with Zach and his girlfriend. We go hang out with Oasis people. We go to an after party for a birthday. And then I go... The party's, let's keep the party going, Noel and Liam. Let's go to my house. I've got tons of alcohol. So we all get in the car. We get driven over to my house. Get to the front door. Liam and Noel are right next to me. Everybody's waiting to get inside. My keys are with valet. Oh, no. I can't get into my house. And I am so embarrassed. I was so embarrassed. And I'm like, well, let's just kick the door down. They probably didn't care, though. They were like... But they're standing there. It's like 2.30 in the morning, yeah. 3 in the morning. And I get weird. I'm like, no, let's just break the window. Let's like put it like... And the Oasis guys had to be like, 
no, I think we're good. Like, come on now, let's just go back. Like, let's not break down the door. And I just felt like so embarrassed because I tried to keep the party going so hardcore. And I just feel like it's a bad sign when like Liam and Noel Gallagher are like, I like she's going real hard. Uh, she's a little out of control. <laughs> it's a little too much. Yeah. She's trying, yeah. So then, uh, and then I think I end up like complaining about the size of my thighs to them or something. I was like, <laughs> I think I was like 23 at the time being like, I'm so old for Hollywood. And like, my oh. thighs are so big and they're like, get yeah, away from Jesus me. We, we hate you. But, uh, I'm already exhausted. Yeah. So I don't know Did where. you have cancer? Let's yeah. After that version of yourself. <laughs> I know. Well, that's what the cancer did to me. Warped my brain and made me yeah. act like a, an idiot. You well, know? because when you had cancer, your thighs were probably so small. And then when you got healthy again, you're like, ugh, wish I had cancer thighs. Yeah, and I thought of all the people to relate, it would probably be like, you know. Gallagher. The Gallagher brother. Yeah. They have, they have problems. They get it. How do I redeem myself in this podcast? I, I think you're doing pretty okay. So here's the other story. This is the, okay. fuck, this is the entree. This is Maybe. the entree? This is the story that I would have told if I had, like, Wait. prepared for this. Wait. Oh, Wait. yeah. Is it over? No, it's not over. Uh, oh, my God. Should we check our... Good for him. And we're back. Um, so now you're going to give us the entree after I've urinated. Okay. So if if you had just told me, because you came over and I didn't really realize we were doing a podcast or I didn't really... I what told the, you that. I know, we I know. All about I, this. I know a little bit, but then you're like, today you're like, okay, well, I'll bring the podcast device. But I was, you didn't go into like, there's a concept to it. Like, I, well, I did this months ago. You're right. I should have done yeah, it again, I but I did it months ago. So like, I thought you like paid attention to me and you're really into what I have to say. I thought you paid attention to me. I really, do. And if you had, you would know that I don't pay attention to anything you say or retain any info. <laughs> okay. Well, I thought maybe I was different. I thought oh. I wasn't the anomaly. Maybe I, oh, did you see Anomalisa? I did. Let's not date this podcast. Okay. Okay. Um, we already, we already just talked about the Golden Globe speech for like 20 minutes. Mary <laughs> Gaga. Okay. So. This is just my my story that I would have just shared with you that I probably would have planned for, to tell you. Mm -hmm. um, all right, I don't know if it falls into the confines of the concept of this program. Oh, there's it's it's very loose. Am I recording? Yeah, we are. Um, so my dad is a photographer, mm -hmm. and uh, he was a paparazzi photographer in the '90s. And he's a fine art photographer. This is his photo. It's behind me, a photo of Marcel Duchamp playing chess with a nude woman. It's a, kind of like his one-hit wonder if he was in a band or something. That's the one. But there's so many great he, ones. He's taken a lot of great photos. That's uh, He's taken a lot of great photos. But he also, but in the 90s, he was, I mean, he worked in the 80s, I think, or the 70s or the 80s. He worked for Althea Flint at Hustler. Mm -hmm. He was the photo editor. And then he quit after three months because he didn't want to get a bad reputation for, like, working at this place. Then he worked for the Star Magazine, Inquirer. And when I was a little kid, can you stop yawning for two seconds? That was a deep that was, inhale. That, that was, was not a yawn. that was an internal yawn where you're like you hold it in, and then your nostrils flare, and you're like, Whoa. oh no no, it was just that was legit just a deep inhale. I feel like I needed a deep breath. Okay. Um. Uh, you'll know when I yawn. All right. I will make no bones about okay. it. Okay. Um. So my dad was a paparazzi photographer in the '90s, and I would go with him. He would do like aerial photography for shows like INLA. Mm -hmm. and stuff and like take photos of celebrity houses and I would go in a helicopter with him and I got to the point where I was so like bored being in a helicopter with him I would read like Mighty Duck or like whatever I'd read comic books in the helicopter there was Mighty Ducks comic books? not Mighty Ducks but it was like some kind of orange duck I can't remember There's, I loved comics Howard the Duck? not Howard the Duck listen alright anyways you're bored I loved <laughs> you're bored being on a helicopter I love Betty and Veronica I love Katie Keene I love these mm -hmm. Archie comics whatever and I would read and some duck comic Mighty Duck I think Mighty Duck whatever 
and uh, there are photos of me in a helicopter with my father, and I'm just like totally bored, wearing like a like a whatever, uh, reading a comic. One day he gets an assignment and he needs a helper and he decides I'm going to be his helper because I would assist him on, on jobs all the time. And we had this like weird like Tatum O'Neill, Ryan O'Neill relationship. Like from Very healthy. From Paper Moon. Yeah. yeah. No, that... Totally unhealthy and fucked no, up. No, well, in, the, in that movie it's pretty okay. In life, I think less so. In the movie it's fucked up. In life it's like even more fucked up. In the movie it's not that fucked up because... It's a little enmeshed well, now she, that we learned that word. Well, yes, but she just met this man. Oh, yeah. So Were they having sex, that. though? Was no, he molesting no. her? He was like... I he wasn't was the molesting. Dumb. Yeah, okay, good. I wasn't. That's good. Okay. Uh, no, that movie's amazing, but it's like also they're just like falling in love as like a parental child figure. Oh, okay. They realize they kind of need each other. And then we like, But in lied. real life, oh. she won the Oscar. And he didn't even show up. I read the biography. Oh, you did? Yeah. But yeah, she'd be like, that's Got my it. Oscar. You get away from it. Yeah. She would say that? Yeah. But he didn't even go to support her. Anyway, it was very so dysfunctional. Dumb. I read the autobiography is what I meant. So my dad gets a job to cover right. Will Smith's wedding. Have I told you this? No. My dad gets his job to cover Will Smith's wedding. I don't know how old I am. I'm thinking like 9 to, or 11. I'm not exactly sure. To Jada? No, to I, his first wife. I think it was his first wife. Yeah, it must have been his first wife. But in the story I tell, had you not uh, given this away, would have been Jada because it makes the story more interesting, but I'm pretty sure it was his first wife. I'm little. I'm like 8 or 9 or 11. I don't know. Little. Somewhere in that age. So my dad figures out how to get into this wedding, how to break into this wedding to get the scoop for the Star Magazine. All so right? he's taking you along to where he's like going to hop fences and yes. shit. Yes, yes. Okay. But that's also that's also kind of brilliant on his part because if anybody finds him, he's like, I got my daughter here, man. Totally. And people will be like, uh. Yeah. Yeah. How are you going to fuck with that? Yeah. I can't fuck with that. That's really smart. That's real smart on my dad's I mean, part, using me as a fucking tool to like, to if they can make his It probably buck. makes his job, it makes him better at his job. It makes him worse as a parent. So... <laughs> what he decides to do is the wedding is happening uh, in a private, huge like banquet room next to uh, the restaurant of a hotel. Sure. So he makes a reservation at the restaurant, and then what we do is we hop a fence into the backyard garden of the banquet area, like the outside area of the banquet room. And nobody else was doing this? Nobody else was doing it. I had never been to a wedding before in my entire life. All right, so my dad, I said, Daddy, Daddy, like, what if, what if somebody says anything to me? And he goes, if anybody says anything to you, just say you're the producer of the Fresh Prince of, Prince of Bel-Air's daughter. I mean, now you and I, we're both in showbiz or Tinseltown or whatever the fuck this place is called. We both know that, like, if I showed up at something you were at and I thought I was the producer's daughter, chances are you're going to, and also everybody is, like, black. You know, I'm sorry, like, I'm, <laughs> everybody. Wait, so the two of you are just wandering around? Wandering around. We split up. We split up. You split up. My dad You're abandoned like me. We don't, we don't split up. He abandons me. He like abandons me in real time at a wedding that I've, I've never been to a wedding before in my life. So I'm like, you know, milling about. Uh, Will Smith taps me on the shoulder and goes, uh, "Hey, so little little girl, like, who are you here with?" And I just go, well, "I'm I'm the Fresh Prince of Bel Air's producer. <laughs> I'm the producer of Fresh Prince of Bel Air's daughter." And I'm like saying this to Will Smith, yeah. the star and producer. Did you recognize that? At the yeah, time? I sure did. But I thought my dad told me to say this I'll thing. I'll say this. This is the golden ticket to get out of this mess. And so he's like, "Okay." Uh, first time I've ever been to a wedding. Didn't realize you don't sit at the main table right next to the bride. That's what you did. I plop down with like my buffet table plate, like filled to the brim. Sit down right next to the wife. What the fuck? Yeah, nobody told me. No social etiquette. No lessons in life. Yeah, because yeah. you're a child. 
What? This is crazy. Plopped out right next to her, and I'm like, hey, okay, congratulations. You're crashing Will Smith's wedding. Crashing Will Smith's wedding. I'm like, and I'm like, congratulations, you look beautiful. (laughs) I'm like super charming, because like my dad always taught me to be charming. Like we're like weird hustlers, you know, like I'm like a charming little hustler. Such a paper moon. Love my father, like put him on a pedestal. He's the greatest. He's my best friend. I'll do whatever. Uh, except I was not molested, uh, just emotionally yep, molested. Yep. Okay, anyway, so uh, she's like, oh, who are you here with? And she's, everybody's so nice. Who are you here with? And I go, oh, I'm the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air's, uh, the executive producer's daughter, the producer's daughter. She's like, okay. I leave the table. All of a sudden, I feel two hands, like four hands. It's two security guards grab me, and I have like a little camera. I'm taking photos, and they try to like grab the camera. I've told this story before, so I don't want it to sound like too rote or whatever. yeah. yeah. But so I like, they're trying to get the camera from me and like, I just instinctually know to like put the camera down my, like my, my shirt. I'm not, I'm so young. I'm not even wearing a training bra, but I put it down my shirt and like, they can't touch me in that spot or something. They're not going to go there. And like, they're like, who are you here with? What's going on? Like, you don't belong here. Do you know? And I'm I'm, like sobbing. I just start crying. I'm so embarrassed. I'm so exposed. And I, they're like, you know, who are you here with? Who are you here with? Do you, and like, they point across the room to my dad and they go, do you know that man? Do you know that man right there? And I like look across the room and I see my father and my dad's like at a table talking to some like young hot girl, like flirting with her, drinking a bottle, like a glass of champagne or something, binge eating because he's a fucking slob. He's so gross. And I go, I go, yes, officer, or whoever it was. I have a lisp. I have a speech impediment. It was worse then because I had buck teeth. And I'm like, yeah, that's my daddy. That's my daddy. And I'm like sobbing. I just want to be out of there. I'm like so humiliated. So like two security guards go over my dad I'm being held by two the other two go over and grab my dad and uh and they ask him the same question they point to me and I see him like look me in the eye and like register that he sees me and they go I see the mouth like do you know that little girl and my dad goes never seen that kid in my life like totally throws me under the bus we both get kicked out separately all of my photos get like are run in the star magazine and my dad stole my credit line so he was like photos by julian wasser but they're all the photos i took that i got because i'm the only one who got photos because there was no digital cameras then it was just like disposable cameras and what did he he didn't have a camera he did but they took it away because he was an adult and and i'm a girl and i put it down my shirt but yeah so that's my like and you had like pictures of like at the table at the table will smith maybe everything was angled up because i was so short at the time i wasn't the giant that i am now at 511 but like yeah so that's my story that's all well how did you feel how did i feel i mean i just think it makes a good story i've said it so many times though i feel like oh my god i gotta work on my delivery because i feel like he's gonna know it's rote but uh no it doesn't sound real well i've never heard it and that's also a fascinating story well yeah so i don't know how did it make me feel uh like work comes before a kid thrown under the bus i can't trust my dad like uh i don't know a bunch of different feelings but now i know it I don't even know what I felt at the time. Just like embarrassed, really embarrassed, uncomfortable. My dad's putting me in a situation where it's like I'm gonna get arrested or something or whatever, right. like in trouble. Like that seems bizarre, but uh, well, you know. Okay, this might be a bit of a reach. Yeah. But in terms of the, I wasn't molested. I'm not talking oh, about okay. molestation. <laughs> you keep on your very adamant <laughs> about this, um, but it feels like. That perhaps in, maybe not in that moment, but through those moments, you learn to not put yourself first. Or trust men. 
maybe well that's also part of the thing but like yeah. you wanted in terms of like you know you had cancer and you're like very much like oh it's not it's not about me i don't want to talk about this i don't want to because are you just trying to tie the stories things. together i'm looking for something okay okay but well, i mean maybe i don't know uh yes usually my stuff is squashed so i can i don't know i try i maybe i do it's weird though because i like i perform and i'm an actress and i'm like obviously like myself enough or need val or i don't know maybe it's like a needing a validation thing because i do put myself out there so i don't want to say like oh i st- i like minimize myself or i'm le- i feel less than but that is a big part but i guess that's all tied together like actors are so insecure i don't i identify more as a writer <laughs> than an yeah. actor but i don't know like well okay yeah everybody else's needs are more important than mine that's what i learned in my relationship with like my dad and, and did that that's why I run from men because I feel like oh my god like if I'm in a relationship I'm, the life is going to get sucked out of me or like this is too much this is too much I'm going to get stifled I won't be free like but I'm, that's but it, but oh be, because you're I'm like, only going to focus on their needs because you're not focusing or if like, everybody else's needs are more important or that they're more like I know this is going all over the place I think because you know uh, well it's, it's very it's tangential but it's also it's, fluid it's tangent it's yeah but like you know, I'm reading this book by Neil Strauss called The Truth and talking about, like, all of the shit he went through as a kid and I'm, like, relating that book, like, helped me see myself when you and I were talking about this before the show. Uh, so I'm, like, looking at all, like, why am I the way that I am and what are the causes and, like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm all over the place Well, did that now. feel, did that feel like a, is that just, like, a really great story or is that was also, like, a defining moment of being, like, oh... Do you, do you remember that was the first time you felt like I'm getting through I'm getting that I, I'm less important here that is a noteworthy funny story that I can tell in a situation like this that that is the that is not one of many that's the funniest of many stories that are darker right that are like actual dark and like not funny and like right. just like oh I don't really want to talk about this and like maybe you really don't want to listen like but that's like oh what glamorous and movie stars are involved and it's like uh it's like paper moon i can compare it to that but like uh yeah that's like a funny charming story that but that was not the first time you felt that way oh my god no i mean but that was just like that's they, just like a, a noteworthy funny story it's a great like, story yeah that's like oh that's entertaining i can laugh but like but like but you were like somewhere between 9 and 11 and this was not a newer thing but this was just like a very yeah. A higher platform for it. Yeah, I think it's like when you're little, you're like, my parents know everything. They're perfect. For sure. Like, so anything you they do... You just said so deferential to adults because, like, you've... They know everything. Yeah, because they've legit taught you everything. Yeah, and that's my person. That's who you look to for, like, you know, once they do something bad, I, I don't know, you just take... You don't think of it that way. You're like, I don't this know. This is just how it is. This is how it is, and then, and then if something's uncomfortable, I would just take on all the, the like... Res- like emotional responsibility like what did I do it must be my fault oh my god I'm in tr- it's like me or I don't know I don't know where this is going but it feels crazy yeah that's <laughs> um, fair. oh god um, yeah I don't know so I don't know it's weird yeah I have no idea what's weird um, it's funny that like I minimize certain things and then like uh, don't others I freak out about other things and then all the real stuff is like I st- I don't know I'm, I'm all rambling I'm, yeah. I don't know I think that's kind of normal though I suppose at least it makes sense to me yeah M- maybe not to normal people but yeah you seem so healthy well that's good well it's there you go on. yeah oh god it's are you in therapy not 
as much as I should. How do we wrap this up and tighten a bow? I don't know. Um, You're going to have to do an outro. Well, that's always a thing. Oh. But what do you think... See, podcasts are hard. Yeah, they're not. They're not. They're not easy. They're difficult. Okay. Well, what do you think, Juice? Oof. No. Okay. So your if your whole concept of your show is a funny the, the humor in a dark moment, right? Yes. Do you, are you able? How about this? Are you able to now find whenever you have the darker moments? Are you able to like because you. As you said, you kind of minimize the bigger dark moments mm-hmm. and make the smaller moments much bigger. You take the minutia and magnify it, and you take the smaller moments or the bigger moments and make them smaller, more compact. Okay. But in those moments, are you able to find the humor in them? Or are you able to, or is it just like not? I'm just not going to really address this and focus on other things. My entire life is finding the humor in like in things which is what we're talking about before where it's like yeah defense mechanisms it's Mm -hmm. like this is crazy like or or like something dark is happening something that shouldn't be happening uh yeah that's how i live my life like calling attention to like and making a joke out of uncomfortable shit if something's uncomfortable for me i you know i don't know all that shit and all the weird things like uh, the story the story that i just told and other stories that i will never tell or haven't Mm -hmm. told or Maybe I've written about it on my website or something, or just remember, I don't know, make me respond to life the way I do, which I like the way I respond to it. Sure. By like having a dark sense of humor and like. Because you like you. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's exhausting though in my head. Right. Are you that dark? Oh, yeah, you have gone through so, you've, you've gone through so much stuff. So yeah. You, you're dark. I've got some stuff. Were you dark before that though? You think you've always had a dark spin on stuff? I do. Um, but now I think it's merited. I think it was always like very melancholic, uh, but like a chipper, but melancholic whenever like I would sit down to write, like all the things I would write when I was like, you know, 16, 17, 18, like write short stories or whatever. Yeah. They'd always be like pretty melancholic. They would? Yeah. But like based on nothing. I think it's just coming from maybe, I don't know, uh, parents, who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yes, but now it's like, it makes more sense. It makes more sense. Yeah, previously it was just like, what's all this about, kid? Are you, are you on antidepressants? No. No? No, because I'm not super depressed. I'm just, I think I'm just by nature like a little bit of a, a optimist, optimistic realist. And a little bit melancholic. I don't know, but there's something like, I don't know. Uh, I guess here's one final question. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about farts? Oh my God! No! <laughs> That was that was not what I expected. Uh, I didn't didn't really think I was gonna hear a story about a, a nine-year-old Alexi and uh, and Will Smith and uh, a wedding. But you know that's why life's exciting because there's new things every day. Uh, if you want to hear more from Alexi, you can follow her in, on Twitter at Alexi Wasser. Uh, speaking of Twitter, uh, you can also check out uh, all the new and funny things happening with Terribly Funny on Twitter at Terribly underscore Funny because. Somebody else had terribly funny, so we have an underscore. Uh, you can also, if you want to email us at all, you can email us at terriblyfunnypodcast at gmail.com. Gmail. Better than Hotmail. Uh, thanks so much for listening, guys. Really, really appreciate it because this is just a fun little thing I like to do on the side. And the fact that you listen to it, oh, man, warms the, the, the cockles of my cold, dead heart. 
Uh, thanks so much to Brendan McFadden for making this whole thing possible, for Qu Kingdom Flying Club, for the, that, that piano trill you hear in the background, and for Julia Pot for doing that little icon thingy you see on the iTunes page. Thanks so much, guys. Uh, more stuff coming up in the future. Hooray!